Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Hahn, and this is uh, the 32nd episode of Guided Self-Healing, Fearless Living, and today is November 30th, 2021. So it's been a while since I've been here, and I wanted to just report that Joni and I did the last edit of the book and we finished last night, Monday, the uh, 29th of November at about 10 p.m. So we have completed the whole book and we are unbelievably excited and we are so grateful. We've gotten some of the most extraordinary testimonials and we're just thrilled to be able to now begin to share this book with you. So um, what I'd like to do today is I wanna read half of the forward to our book. Um, and this will tell you why this podcast is called Guided Self-Healing fearless living, because I think the editor of our book, whose name is Megan, uh, who wrote the second half of our introduction, really describes beautifully what guided self-healing and fearless living is. So I wanted to share it with you. So here's what she writes. As an editor of this book, I had a duty to make sure that the material could be understood by the reader with no psychological background and to make sure that the instructions were clear so that any reader could utilize the tools of life-centered therapy at home. So using myself as the test reader, I attempted to follow the instructions and try some of the tools out on myself. In the beginning of the book, there's a line that Andy and Joni wrote that basically says that if you only get one thing out of this entire book, they hope that you'll get the tool to directly address the physical sensation of your emotion and ask it what it has come to share. I thought about what physical feeling in my body pops up when I'm feeling stressed. For as long as I can remember, it's been a tightness in my chest that constricts my breathing a bit. I honestly can't remember a time in my life when I didn't have that feeling at least once a day. I've always been a type A driven person. I figured that stress just came along with whatever I was trying to accomplish on any given day. It was the only physical feeling I could think of when reading that passage. So I closed my eyes, took some calming breaths, tried to really focus on <clears throat> tight feeling uh, tight chest feeling and asked out loud, tightness in chest, what have you come to share with me? At first, nothing happened. I was just sitting there with my eyes closed, slowly breathing in and out, in and out. Impatient as any of my fellow type A readers out there, I asked again out loud, tightness in chest, what have you come to share with me? The response came to me in an instant this time, in an inner voice in my mind that I could only describe as soothing, like the voice of my mother who's been deceased for over 10 years now. It's okay to die alone, it said. What? I resisted the urge to open my eyes. I mean, where the hell did that come from? 
I took a few breaths, trying to wrap my head around the message. It's okay to die alone, the voice said again. It's okay, you'll be okay. My mind traveled to my four children. I had several thoughts. Is part of the reason why I feel such a strong need to be there for them in every moment, even as they transition into adulthood, because I'm afraid that they'll leave me and not come back, leaving me alone? Yep, hard yes. Is part of my drive to achieve in everything I do because I hope that my success will make people want to be around me so that I don't end up alone? Yes again. Well, damn, but what if I don't like to be alone anyway? There's peace. You'll find, you'll feel peaceful, the voice said. Suddenly, I just knew that that was true. I opened my eyes and a wave of peace washed through me, taking my tightness in chest, feeling with it. It was gone. Poof. I texted my friend frantically explaining what had just gone down. I'm pretty sure I ended it with W-I-T-A-F. That was five months ago now. I haven't felt tightness in my chest since. A stress feeling I'd felt every day of my life for as long as I could remember. Damn, indeed. My second revelation came when reading the chapter in the Life-Centered Therapy Protocol. I'd come up with something that I wanted to work on. To be very candid, I was feeling particularly awesome on that day, thinking that my life was pretty perfect. Hooray for me. Oh, the ego. But then it came into my mind that I often procrastinate working on my novels, having a tendency to do all other possible editing and ghostwriting work first. This was becoming more problematic since I had promised my agent that I would deliver my next novel by an upcoming deadline. Logically, I knew that both kinds of work were equally important. Why did I always spend way more time on the editing ghostwriting? It was a curiosity to me. So following the protocol, I had to discover what physical feelings I felt when I had both editing, ghostwriting work and my novel work to do. I closed my eyes, breathed in and out and focused inward and down into my gut. In just a few seconds, I felt pressure in my head, starting at my temples and radiating out around my head. It really hurt, yowza. I was super uncomfortable, but I wanted to see what it was all about. So next step, pain in head, what have you come to share? I asked out loud. In my mind's eye, a scene came into view as if I were looking at a movie screen. It was my first grade classroom with, miss, with nasty, nasty old Mrs. Boatwright pacing in the front of the room. I could see first grade me sitting at my desk clad in my favorite light blue Smurfs overalls, my strawberry blonde braids dangling over little shoulders. I was writing on smooth line ruled paper. My pencil was flying. I couldn't see what I was writing, but I could feel how I felt in that moment, excited. I was so excited about whatever I was writing. I felt joy, a bubbling over the pot kind of joy. I felt pride. I felt in the zone of creativity. Then, wham, Mrs. Boatwright slammed two large textbooks onto the top of my head. 
pain radiated from the crown of my head to my temples and then around my whole head. I said it was time to get out your math book, she hollered. I scrambled to do as she asked, frantic and doing my best not to cry. In that moment, I decided it's not safe to write my stories. Work has to come first. I opened my eyes in the present. Holy shit. I'd completely forgotten that Mrs. Boatwright had assaulted me and she was still affecting me all these years later. With that realization, I made a new decision. I'm not letting that bitch have one more second of power over me. Little protector in my mind, thank you for your service, but it's safe to be creative now. It's safe to write our stories now. Once I had thought and made that new decision, the pain vanished. I, have been, I haven't struggled with making time for my novel work since. So what started out as an editing project for me has become a truly enlightening personal journey. And I understand that this is just the beginning. I sincerely hope that these pages lead you on a similar journey of self-discovery. There's peace and great joy in these pages just waiting for you. Megan Davis Hill, editor. First, I want to be so grateful to Megan for writing that half of the forward to our book. It was an act of grace. And uh, Megan is an extraordinary writer. But what I want to say is that she really exemplifies why we call this podcast Guided Self-Healing, Fearless Living. Her healing was guided. It was guided on one level by a her brief understanding of the work and the protocol, but more it was guided by some greater force that we could call soul or higher self. And it's guided by self. So guided self-healing is large as self. What, what really guides our healing is the higher self. And what is healing? Healing is about wholeness. Healing is about remembering. So you could say that healing and wholeness and remembering are all the same thing. And the teachings in this are quite profound. So if you remember our teachings on the Enneagram, if we start with the heart points, we know that the heart points in general do whatever they can to get approval. And we know that threes in particular, which we know Megan is a performer, really are compulsively needing to be successful in order to be loved, in order not to be alone. Because threes, of course, believe that if they were truly who they were and not a success and the image of success, no one would want to be with them. So Megan gives us this amazing teaching, amazing teaching about what this work is really about. And it takes courage to face our fears. It takes courage to face the sensations that are the things that are our traumas that have stories to share and to say, please share with me. Her second story is really extraordinary, you know. 
we carry these memories in our bodies and our bodies in fact are you could say they're a record of everything that ever happened is happening could ever happen all stored there all we have to do is bring our attention there so megan asked this question why is it when i love writing theoretically that i always put my other work first and she feels the sensation that's associated with that and notice that the sensation it's really a remarkable thing it is the young megan so the headache is young megan being hit on the head it's an extraordinary thing to think that our bodies not only carry a memory but they give us clues that the sensation of a terrible headache is the remembering of what happened in first grade with her beloved quote unquote teacher so it's there for us all we have to do is say i want to know your story and as soon as we choose to bring our awareness to the sensation instead of being identified with it which megan still was so many years later she was still that girl in first grade traumatized saying i better better never do pleasure and the thing that brings me creative joy before work and so what does she do she makes sure that she always works first because that's a protection because it's not okay it's not okay for her to be her truly childlike wondrous creative self it's too dangerous so i have to protect it behind this protector that says work before play and doing something that will bring me success is more important than being creative all stored in the body and she gives this amazing teaching about what happens when you drop in and you find this protector and you say thank you so much protector because if i was who i truly was i'd be annihilated but that was then and this is now and i'm grateful for you and i don't need you anymore we don't need to let mrs boatwright win don't need to do it we don't have to give her that power over us we can be free to be who we truly are this creative being that has this childlike wonder but of course megan is of course as we can see honed her skills so she is now not at a first grade level obviously she writes extraordinary stories so we get to grow up and we get to keep our childlike wonder oh it's great so the other thing to say is, of course, Megan had never had an official session. She had never studied the protocol in any depth. She had never been our student. She'd never been our, our client, but she could guide her own self-healing. And the message here is, if Megan can do it without any training, without ever having received a session, so can you. And so all of this is, of course, laid out in our book called The One Hour Miracle, which will be available on February 22nd. And we would love it if you would read it. And we would love to hear your stories. And we would love to hear your reactions to this. So if you have any reflections, if you have any experiences, if you have any skepticism, if you have any anything, please, please, please write. My address is A-H-A-H-N-A-H-A-N at lifecenteredtherapy.com. And you can get any information on us 
at lifecenteredtherapy.com. You can already pre-order the book on Amazon. So uh, we hope you do. I think you'll love our book. I have to say that we were painstaking and we really tried to write something that was, you know, powerful and simple and direct, but very nuanced. And hopefully we've done it and we would love to share it with you. So my dear friends, until we talk again, this is Andy Hahn wishing you wonderful self-healing and wonderful fearless living, which just means facing the things we're most afraid of with equanimity, courage, grace, be well.